It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Hey, here we are. What's going on? It's the ultimate Cleveland sports show. Jay is off today. We got a fourth chair today because Jake Trotter of ESPN will join us later to talk about the Cavaliers. We got Brad. We got Jake. Talking Browns. Jake Trotter. About the Browns. Excuse me. We will talk about the Cavaliers in just a moment. But first, we got to talk about Bet Jack which uh, set the line on my sick talk yesterday, and we went under the bet jack line on that one. Yeah, you crushed the under. That was impressive. I give you all the kudos in the world, Bull, for that. I just booked my workout class for tomorrow during the show right there. Okay, bet jack time. Bet Jack is the sports book of the ultimate Cleveland sports. So they have lines on everything from NBA, NFL, NHL, baseball. How long Bull will do his opening monologue? You name it. We got it with Bet Jack. They are the sports book. <laughs> they are live. The casino like set up in nice. the casino nice. at Bet Jack down on uh, Public Square is awesome. Download the Bet Jack Very app. Nice. It is not only Ohio sports book. It is also the official sports book of the Ultimate. I, got, I do got to ask a question now. Now, Brad, did, 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 are there like? Well, see, you Kyle, can't even answer this question. They don't let mayors gamble. I, I, we're going to assume that you ain't. He's above board. He's never gambled. But if you did have a game of choice, yeah. Um, which you would put a wager down. What would be your game of choice? Are you a poker guy? Are you a tonk, a bid whiz, a spades? A, a, what do you do? I'm a tonk, bid whiz, uh, <laughs> blackjack. Yeah. Uh, maybe, depending on how I'm, if I'm feeling froggish, uh, a little roulette game. Yeah, okay. Right, right. See, uh, you, you'd probably be witness to a lot of high stakes uh, games. Here. So, yes. I've seen a lot of matter of fact, we were used to travel on the Bulls plane, right? Right. This is before we were on the Bulls plane. We were on flying commercial United. We had a whole plane. They had two leagues and we used to all sit in first class, right? So Michael created these two leagues on the plane. Right? <laughs> two leagues. <laughs> two leagues. Two leagues. Right? <laughs> Tunk league. Right. Right. Big money. You had the major league. And the minor league. Yeah, the minor. <laughs> so the minor league was the the scared betters, scared to put any money down, right? And then every now and then they would jump into the major league with the big boys. Well, right, right, right. He he's standing with a wide, like come on in the major league, right? And then their goal was to break you from coming in the major league. You go down to the minor league and stay down in the minor league. <laughs> hey, I'm in the, hey, but I'm in the minors. Hey, if you take a hundred bucks from me, you ain't seeing me the rest of the week. Man, you can't go thirty seconds without somebody uh, let you know putting their bets up on uh, on Twitter. It, it's just crazy it's right crazy now. It's crazy right now. Everybody's I, I 
you know, you got to be smart about your betting, though. Like, don't just – doing parlays all the time is probably not the best move. Parlays are fool's gold. Yeah. If you want to win actual money, just bet individual games. Yeah, Trust me, I ask mean – Ask Tyvis last night. I, yeah, I, I'm, oh. I'm a retired better myself, but I, I could clean up betting baseball. I know that. But I, I, I think baseball is a, a, a sneaky good sport to bet on. Yeah, there's there's a lot – you know what? I think a lot of people right now riding that wave. Shout out to them, man. When they when they say it's a lot of free two hundred dollars rolling around. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot yeah, of yeah. free one hundred and fifty. Hey, as long as you're having fun and not betting over your head, it's hey. it's ton of fun. Yeah, it it's is. great. So uh, have fun. Be smart about it, guys. Let's let's talk about the Cavaliers uh, last night and Cavs win the game, but that wasn't the story of the game. <laughs> no, that wasn't the story. It was Dylan Brooks. With the punk move, in my opinion, Brad. I, yeah. I, I want Tell him what the punk move was. Well, he punched him in the balls. <laughs> we got video. I'm, oh, we got video. Here we oh, go. Okay. Take it, Mike. So here we go. Play by play. It's a little hard to see, but Dylan Brooks is on the ground. There's now, a replay coming in a sec that okay. gives you a better angle. When you see it from the other angle, you could tell that Dylan Brooks sees that Donovan Mitchell, who he has a beef with, is behind him. And then he reaches his arm up and punches back. It was clear as day. Now, did he purposely mean to hit him in the in the balls? I don't know. He purposely meant to punch him, hundred percent, guys. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah, that, yeah. and he didn't care if he hit him yeah. in the in the junk. Uh, I thought here's the angle a, where you could really see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch this. Watch this. Come and on, he, bro. Right before that, he saw. It. He peeked back. You could see it when he landed. Watch this. You see. See. Look, look, look at what he looks. Look, 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 yep. uh, he sees him, and then he punches him in the balls. Brad, you've been around all kinds of nonsense on the court before. <laughs> Come on. I mean, is this the lowest move, hitting somebody like that? Well, it's, it's cheap, to be frank, right? Yeah. And then uh, so these some new wave dudes, right? Because you'd have got your ass beat. Oh, my around, God. With us, right? It would have been no question. Yeah. No question, right? And yeah. then so what, what I – and I'm not here. I'm not promoting violence here, but I like here. There was some reciprocation with Donovan Mitchell last night that was required, right? The question in town is, do the Cavs have a pulse, right? Right. There's nobody – I can't remember the last time somebody squared up with somebody except J.R. Smith around here. Ever. Right. Maybe Tristan one Now, there's time. less players like that in general. In no, the but here, here's the but deal. But there's got to be somebody. There's a line of demarcation. Yeah. Right. You cross it, there's, there's consequences. Hey, and that's right. what happened last night. And so, what I, what I, I think what everybody in the place was appreciative of was, after they saw the video and the replay, Yeah. Oh, he was well. In, he was well within his right to throw that ball. At no him. doubt. But here's my beef with it: is when when the when when somebody did something nasty to Michael Jordan, it wasn't Michael Jordan having a fight, right? It was one of the bad bad boy. Well, bad boys are the Pistons, but you know what I mean. He had Charles, it was one of the Charles, Charles or whoever it was. Uh, somebody was stepping up there to kick some ass. Bill Cartwright. They they had dudes like that back in the day, and he right. Like you go watch. When when, when 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 Michael Cooper and Mikhail when they, is when they, when, they, when they clothesline them and Parrish and and, and uh, uh, Parrish and uh, uh, Parrish and Lambeer got into oh, it. Oh yeah. yes, 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 yes. They throw hands like 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 here and here's what here's what I like. I like I like about it. First of all, I like what he I like what he did, but I also like what he said. Yeah. I think your boy Donovan Mitchell. After the Cavs loses some of those games, man, I think he he put it out and he was he was signaling to other teams. They players in the NBA know when it's a nationally televised game. They know what it is. And Donovan Mitchell will say, "Hey, look, 
this is here. This is what we're gonna get down with. We're not gonna take that. Be be, be clear. You see, yeah. you see in the quote here, right? And so the line has to be done. First of all, in my day, you knew who the bad dudes were, right? Right. And you knew if you crossed the line, the bad dudes was gonna lay it on you, right? So you knew Mahorn and Lambeer and Isaiah mm -hmm. and them, they were gonna do you, right? And that's just how it was. Now, this is my this is my issue here. The Memphis Grizzlies, and I think somebody, one of the TNT guys, was saying about, they do a lot of talking. Yeah, they do. But it ain't real talking, right? Because you see, when they got to the thing with Shannon Sharp, they talking as they walk into the locker room. Yeah. Now, right. Shannon Sharp's on the sideline. Shannon Sharp did not move at all. He said, come on over here and say it to me over here. And then what Shannon Sharp did tell him was this. And this is Bang Brooks, same dude, yep. right? He said this, you don't want these problems. Yeah. And he, he mean it. You, didn't, you don't want these problems, right? And as I ain't see Brooks come over there to the problems. No, no he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> he kept walking. Hey, see, football players got And I'm like, what is Morant? I said, what are you doing over here? Like, yeah, you not. You don't catch a beat down. And his dad, his dad brokered the deal. Right. He, he brokered, he signed the peace treaty. But the thing that I. That, what did he sign? He signed that peace treaty. <laughs> that, what about the, uh, did you see that coach? Yeah, he signed on, oh, yeah. on the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Who tackled. Tackled this guy. Tackled, tackled Brooks. Mitchell. He saved Mitchell. Yeah. To, to I mean, uh, save, save Brooks. Excuse yeah, he me. jumped. By the way, that was impressive because Brooks is a bigger guy than Mitchell. Yeah, no. Let me tell him. He no. kind of threw him down. He no. wasn't strong as Mitchell because Mitchell threw him yeah. down. He did. And then he saved him because I'm going to just tell you, Brooks was about to get these prayer hands. Yeah, yes, he was. He was about saying, to get these prayer hands. I was, I was impressed with Mitchell because Brooks is a little bigger, and yet Mitchell took him and threw his ass hey, on the ground. Hey, hey, Boo, you can't be, listen, you can't be impressed with nothing. That that Brooks does the, the man. No, has, I mean I was impressive. Mitchell. I mean Brooks yeah. got that long hair like he Pocahontas. He looked <laughs> he, he, he like come on. He got the What's two. What's he like? He Pocahontas. He got the two ponytails <laughs> with the baby hairs laying down. He got the baby hairs. He got the slick. baby hairs slicked down. I'm like, bro, you way too pretty up top <laughs> to be talking about you a thug. You not uh uh. And he does that. He does that all the time. And you know how you know he knew he did it on purpose. Mikey, find that clip where Shannon Sharp was like, you don't want these. Problems, man. <laughs> Although the one guy Shannon Sharp didn't mention was Adams. Oh, Adam no, 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 Stephen Adams does not want. He Steven don't want Adams the problems either. You don't want problems. I don't know. No, let me tell you something. Have you seen Shannon Sharp? I know, but Shannon Sharp's old. Look, let me tell you something. He, he, the one thing you see about this, this is how old school dudes know who for real yeah. and who not, right? When all that commotion was coming, right? Shannon Sharp didn't take one step back. He didn't, no, but he I didn't, didn't like what he did. No, though. no, I, I'm he not shouldn't here. be involved I'm, in the I'm giving you, I'm giving you semantics I, of, no, I of the scenario. I, I said when them problems came up, you got some dudes that have the problems. They start walking back. Right. Hold me back, dude. Hold right, me back. Right, right, yeah, See, yeah, he right. got nah. Shannon Sharp <laughs> used to block defensive ends. Like, <laughs> yeah. He Do you got guys hands. think the like, Cavs need a tough guy on this team? Like, are every they team, every team, every team, every team need a tough guy. Yeah. I, I, they need two. So if you, if there was a question about who's the unequivocal leader of the Cavaliers, you saw it last night. Yeah. Because he was the right. only one getting up ready to throw hands. And he was ready. He did it in a way. He, if you look at it, I think he was one for seven at the time. Mm -hmm. One for seven, two points. Really didn't do it. Garland had it moving right. And so he understood the room. I love the fact that he understands the, the what, what the climate of the opportunity is because there was JB a couple of days ago was a little defensive. I didn't like a couple of games they was losing. Yeah, yeah. He's saying they're younger. We got to figure it out. And Donovan Mitchell was saying, and I like what he said in his comments. He said, look, if we have these, these problems today, fine. We still have these same problems come, you know, April or May, we're going to have a problem. Mm -hmm. And the thing that Donovan Mitchell has over everybody that's right now playing for the Cavs, 
is all the nice stories are happy to be here. Donovan Mitchell played on teams that was number one and two in seed in the West. He played on teams that won a first round playoff game. He'd been an all star. That is not where he want to be at. He's mm -hmm. like, they, we can't be happy to be. We can't be happy fifth with fifth in the East. We right. looking for something bigger. And I think he 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 went ahead and sold this one out and said, all right, well, I'm gonna prove a point. It's on national TV that you're not about to do this while I'm here, especially yeah. if I'm playing in Cleveland. And, and Darius Garland played a great game, and they pulled away there late. You know, I know Memphis was without Jaron Jackson. Yeah. Uh, did you see the stats on him, by the way? Like, they're, he's, he, they're yeah. so much better with him on the court than when he's Well, off. but also at home, I like, think, his I, numbers at home. Versus, but, I but, think, but he's better when Stephen, Stephen Adams is on the floor. Yeah, like, that's that, true. That has been proven. They've right? been bad, a bad rebounding yes. team without Stephen so Adams. When, when Stephen, you see, they've lost seven out of eight. Yeah. And so, when Stephen Adams is not there, yeah. it's a different setup, right? Stephen Adams takes up a lot of smoke. Yeah. yeah he does, yeah. right? And you, you start to see that on, on every team. And back to your question about you have to have a tough guy on yeah. the team. Because how many the, are guys like that are there anymore? Though? But we don't know now because they won't allow you to know. I know. You can't, that, you that's can't, the problem. I love the on-court scuffles. I always thought that was a fun well, part here, of basketball. Here, and it's not, and it's not a, and I tell people, it's not malicious. It's, yeah. Bull is not malicious. No. It's not. It, it's a part of the game. It has to be. I think it's a missing when, part of the when game. You, when you cross, that's why I like the hockey boys. When you cross yeah, the line, when you cross the line in there, that's about to say you're that. gonna get these hands. That's right. Yes, you are. They they're not worried about the NHL mm, taking mm, care of the mm, problem. Mm, they take care of themselves. Mm, and I, I think that's a missing part of the NBA. And I think the, I think the league is so scared because of what happened with the Malice at the Palace that they're so afraid something like that's gonna happen again that they've pushed all the the, well, the fight. Not necessarily fighting, but just some here, of the. Cause, cause we're not here promoting fighting. That's not what no, we're not doing. Fighting, right, but but know, this. No, not fighting. But because there's a thing here. You see, when Ohio State, and Michigan get together in a football game at, at, at midfield, when you you gonna get these hands up in here, right? You have to establish your territory and be yeah. like, this is not going to occur here because what happens in sports when 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 people perceive that you soft right. and won't respond. They keep coming. Do you think the Cavs have that reputation of being a soft team right of now? Of course. Yes, because they're not soft. They're just nice guys, but yeah. you've got to have some dudes that just like, they don't care. But, right. but Brad, you know this. That has always been the mantra of the Cavs. When they had Lenny Wilkins, yeah. he was a he might as well have been a preacher. Back when y'all was playing him in the, in the 80s, they, the Bulls came in. Now, look, it's a different level of saying the Bulls got to play the Cavs. When you say Bulls play Cavs, let's execute. When you say Bulls first Pistons, get ready yeah, to yeah, strap yeah. it up. Uh, we come like tool up. Yeah, tool up. Right. Tool up. It's coming. It's different. It's coming. And, tool up. And you can't take. And I like what you said about the hockey thing. You, you can't. I, nobody wants to go out here. This ain't UFC, right? But at the end of the day, you can't take aggressiveness. Mm -hmm out of sports. It's just what it is. You got grown men that are dedicated their life. It's a physical game. There's going to be altercations. The, the NBA has found a way to legislate toughness out of the game yeah. because they think it is. It doesn't sell. And it's a part of the game, right? You, there's a line. You know, you, can you go too far sometimes? You absolutely sure. can. But it is a part of the game. You have to right. have it, right? But and don't you think part of it, Brad, is like the way they play. Like when you played every team, not every team, but almost every team, had a had a real center and they those centers would battle it would be physical the power forwards it'd be physical in the paint back to the basket try you know and that game it's a finesse league right it's all it's finesse now in the NBA well here and, and what is what is irritating to purists of the game is they miss that element right because it's a natural part of the game right yeah first of all let me tell you something 
You got people scoring 50, 60, 50. He's, this is ridiculous. Oh, like 50, 50 doesn't 60. Mean, don't mean, don't nothing. even mean. Right. Used to be like you hit 50, you were like, oh my god, you, you go for really 40. You going yeah. off? You, you 40 now was it's like it's like 50 is like the new 15. It's <laughs> just I don't. You you bring you do bring that up nowadays. You see, there's a there's a more wide variety of guys that that are able to play like that play different positions like but. I mean, you go back in the day, everybody was a power forward. Like, like Xavier McDaniels, oh, uh, Charles Smith. You had Oakley. You had May Anthony Mason. You you had. I'm like, how many power forwards did the Knicks got? They got all power forwards and John Starks. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Ronnie, uh, got Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson and Harper, and them yeah. dudes. They was even bullies. And I see, I see Jack Harper backing guys down. You backing dudes down yeah. in half court. I'm looking at like when you look at like uh, it's amazing. And John Moran is a talented player, right? He got yeah. he got enough physical talent that is amazing to watch, right? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. But this this rearing up, dunking on people? <laughs> one time. Just one time. One time. Hey, one time. hey OG, y'all didn't play that? Ask Rick Mahorn. I got to get my boy Ricky on here. I said, ask Ricky what would happen. Uh, he, took that, he took that as offense. Like, it was a video. Like, somebody called you out your name. Oh, this, your name? Like, 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 like cursed out your mom. Right. He was like, well, you, you got the nerd to raise up on the dunk on me? Like, like what? Like, that, that was, wow. And that felt like, I don't know, as a fan, when you played, Brad, like it felt to me like whenever there was a new team coming up, whether it was the, the Sixers or the Celtics or the Bulls or the Lakers or the Pistons, you had to prove that you could physically play. Yeah, with that, that, you other could, team. that you could stay that, here. That's how the Pistons pushed that's the how, goals, that's how it right? Was, right? I mean, because, that's how it was. We and, were, whether it, and then we, the Knicks eventually. We, we, we were taking lumps at first. Yeah, I'm like you, gotta, you go down lane, you're like, man, do I really want to go down there with them? Because right. it's gonna be a mess. Right, and it was not to, just about basketball. It was about no. are you man enough? Yeah, to well, play and then, are you mentally tough enough? Yeah, I tell you another thing: the, the baseball boys. When you cross the line of baseball boys, they will. You, know, you gonna answer the bell here? Yeah, it could be. The, they the, put one between your shoulder blades. Like, let's say when the pitcher throw one at the, at the at the baseball guy at the batter head, right? And you see when he flipped the bat, and you're like, yeah. oh, I'm coming to get you. Yeah, because you know when you've crossed the line here. Right, 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 right. right. But the league has the league has to figure out what it is trying to accomplish here. Yeah, but trying to legislate people out of it is not the answer. Hey, Brad, real quick. I got a question. Yeah. We'll move on to our viewers choice. What's the difference? And can you explain to us fake toughness in basketball versus real toughness in basketball? Because we see a lot of these. Oh, yeah, even That's last night. I mean, a lot of fake tough guys, a lot of fake tough guys. And last night, like no punches were thrown. I know Mitchell did throw Brooks, but Compared to your day, there's no haymaker. Okay, so kind of bring us inside the mind of what so, actually is real toughness on so, a basketball court. So fake space. toughness is what you see in today's game, because they know the rules don't allow for you to get physical with anybody 
and they have some repercussions, right? Right. Right. And they know that if you if there's something that happens, there's going to be some major suspension or something going on, some major money loss, right? So the rules are predicated that there's no. Yeah. So you see a lot of this. Tip, 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 tip. Keep talking, right? You, you hold me back. Hold me back. That's, hold, that's I'm, about, I'm about to. But, but uh, I'm about to fight. Right, hold, hold me, me back, back. though. Yeah, yeah. Now, real toughness, Mikey, is this. Pull up those 80 clips when uh, the Celtics clothesline Kurt, Kurt Rambis on he the layup. Uh, took him out of the air uh, by the yeah. show. When, when Mahorn nailed Mark Price in the head yeah. before the playoffs that helped us come by and get them, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's how we got them, right, in game one. The Bulls came back, got the Cavs in game one because of Price sat out the first game, right? Mm -hmm. Those are, and then you knew there were certain people that you that you did not mess with. Charles Oakley was one of them, you know. Barkley would do another, right? Yeah. Current time, Shaq was another, right? Mm -hmm. Xavier McDaniel was another. Buck Williams was another. Buck every Williams. team. Ke Kevin had, Willis. Yeah, I said every team had somebody that you would have to answer the bell to right, if right, something right. got out of line. Right? Otis Thorpe, sharp right. elbows. And so it was just like, <laughs> and now they've taken that player out of the game. Yeah, right. They, the player is really not here anymore, right? Yeah. And they're not saying that they're not tough. They're just taking that element of the game away and trying to package it, right? Well, but the the real fan understood this, Mikey. Playoff time, they knew there was a thing called hard fouls. It wasn't malicious trying to hurt people, but you know, and no layups here. Right. Hard foul. Go to the line, make some free throws, right? They've taken that away now. If you even attempt a hard foul now, you getting kicked out. Yeah, they look, and they're going to review it, flavor and by one, way, flavor two. Whatever. Is that in the rules that if you throw the basketball, you get yes. kicked out of the game? Yeah. Yes. It's a stupid rule. So I, so he I, was provoked. I, and I, I mean, tell you a place on. where it really does a disservice to. Now, when you went in the Madison Square Garden, it was tough. Oh, yeah. You had to play tough in there, right? Yeah. So they've taken all that away. Yeah. So the the backbone of New York is a city of toughness. So you just legislated that out of New yeah. York. I like, and New York is where the game was really sprung from, right? The, so the, now you can't even be tough in New York. The East, the, the hard court, the, you know, the the, the, the Daryl Dawkins and oh the, man, the, Maurice Lucas yeah, and, and the, the, in the yeah. Philadelphia uh -huh. it, it, East Coast. It, it, I love the fact that back in the day you had East Coast basketball. And even the Celtics was going to play that eat Robert Parrish. They go go East back Coast and eat, not even in the NBA. Go back and watch 1980s Big East basketball. Oh, st stop. See what those games were. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, oh, I mean, those oh, were wars. Oh. So you th you think about it now. Who are the t who are really the tough guys? There's only in, a sprinkling in, 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 of them. In the There's NBA. not many. I th the, 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 what's those two brothers' names? Uh, oh, the, the Morris twins. Morris, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys Morris, are tall. Yeah. Morris guys. Uh, but they're few and far right. between. They're few and far. And you're, and here, they're, you might not, they might be in the game, not even getting the game, right? So, right, they're almost out. Because yeah. they want a three and D, and you yeah. got to be able to hit a, a jump. Guys, up. rapid fire, last thing before we get the fan questions right now. D does this game get the Cavs on a roll, yes or no? I think it sets the tone for the leadership in the room. Yeah. They're still missing a guy. Yeah. yeah, they're still missing a guy. They, and again, it was at home. They're right. a different team at home. Right. I, I, I like what I like what it did. Uh, I think Evan Mobley's been playing more aggressive. Yes, yeah. I do too. Yes, yeah. uh, he's and I really like well. that. I like I like what he's yeah, yeah, yeah. playing. All right, Mikey, let's uh, get a little PCC in the mix here. Shall it we? is time for what the internet is saying, and the internet delivered in impressive fashion this time. Are you looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? Well. PCC Airfoils is the leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils at Eastlake, Mentor, Wycliffe, Minerva. Hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at Precast. 
com slash careers to learn more. All week, we've been asking yeah. people to submit topics for today's show. So, by the way, the rest of the show, we're going to talk to Jake Trotter of ESPN. He's going to come in from like 12 to 12.25. Besides that, those 20-some-odd minutes with Jake, nothing but your questions that you've sent to Mikey, sports, non-sports, no politics, no religion, everything else is fair. And so we're going to get as many right. of these questions as possible. Some of them we may go five, six minutes. Some we may go 30 seconds. It depends on the question. Yep. Let's we go, We have Mike. made graphics for at least 25. Okay. And I have about 50 more just in my DMs. That and we, we have not seen any of them. We they have, have not no seen clue. any. We're all totally answering, new. We're answering yep. spur of the moment here. So we're going fresh. Yeah. All going fresh. Fresh, fresh. There we go. I'm going to pull the super up. It is officially Viewer's Choice Friday. Yeah. Question number one comes from Grant Pusker. Grant Which of the Husker. unbreakable records in sports is most likely to be broken? I love this one. I like this. Well, I- I'll tell you guys. I'll start with this. And obviously, you can't say Kareem because LeBron's going to break it. I was going to say that. That was a record when I was when Kareem broke the scoring record. Yeah. As a kid, when I, you know, I, I guess I was a teenager by that point. But I remember when Kareem broke that record, I said, nobody's breaking that record. Mm-hmm. The 39 years. And ago. now, listen. At the time, I didn't know we didn't. None of us knew at the time what the three pointer was going to become in the NBA, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. and that's factored in. That's a huge advantage that LeBron has. Kareem made one three pointer in his career. Mm-hmm. He wasn't shooting three pointers, uh, but still, Brad, I, I don't know about you, but I never thought that record would be broken. After Kareem broke Wilt's record, I didn't think that was. I thought that was like the yeah. Mount Everest. It wasn't going to ever be reached again. Yeah. But uh, the having the three point uh, shot. shot in the game. Yeah. This pace of the game that's being played now, the promotion of running yeah. up high scores, and then the longevity—that's that, that, the, right. that's the other thing. He played for 20 years, right? Right, and he's still playing. Right. Is there a record that you guys can think of that you, you thought maybe would never be broken? Besides this, now you think it might be? Uh, like a lot of those uh, old school baseball records are never getting. Well, broken. I, I think here I'll, I'll go a team record. I don't think anybody's yeah. gonna ever break the Miami Dolphins record. No, but how about the question of will uh, a record that? They want a record that seems impossible to break, but we think is going to get broken, right? I, I have an impossible answer. I got one for you. You shoot first. I think somebody's going to score over 100 points and break Wilt's record. I don't see that. There's so much scoring uh, now. We just talked about it. I think somebody, they're going to try to do it purposely one day, and somebody's going to shoot a crazy amount, hit like 23s um, in a game, something insane. I think it'll get broken l- someday. L- let me, let me I'm going to think. Um, I think the closest that will be re- that can be beat, I think somebody will break the um, 200 meter men's record. Well, I didn't even know that. Yeah, 19, 19 three, something, three two. nine, three nine, two nine. What is it? Nineteen two. Nineteen one nine is uh, Usain Bolt. Oh yeah. And then nineteen five, or excuse me, nine five three. I think is uh, is the hundred meter record. Nineteen one nine is the two hundred. What do you I, got, Mike? I'm not sure if this is considered an unbreakable record. I'm not sure if it fits in that category, but Emmett Smith is 2,000 more rushing yards than anyone else in NFL history. And I do think, despite the fact we're going towards a more passing league, yeah. this was the highest yards per carry average we've ever seen. So many dudes had over 1,200 rushing yards this year. I, I don't think that number is impossible now. No, nah, I think you're nuts no. because they're always going to be moving on to the next guy. Right. None of these guys last long enough. In a year-by-year basis, guys, I, I think in the NFL – We'll see some of these yearly records get broken mm-hmm. in terms of rushing yards, maybe passing yards, receiving yards. But I don't think the career, I don't think anybody's rushing for more yards than Emmett Smith because it's so rare to see a running back be that good for that long. Like Emmett, Emmett's a great back. I agree with G. I actually think when we, 
Assuming Nick Chubb stays healthy for another few years, I think we may look back and say Nick Chubb was a better back than Emmitt Smith, but he's not going to have more yards because he won't play as long. Yeah. Like, I just, like, guy, he was great. He was awesome for a long time. That's hard. I, I, I do think that there's a lot of them. There's one that, that will never, ever be broken. Uh, 2,632. Games. The, the, the Cal Ripken's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, None yeah. of those old baseball records. I mean, nobody's – the, the all-time record in wins in baseball and is 512. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll say this about LeBron's chase here, right? The one thing that I marvel at LeBron is, is this, is the fact that um, in order to do what he's done, you have to play. A yeah. lot. You have to play He hasn't missed significant time right, overall. Right, right, He is one of the few that show up pretty much every night. Yeah. Right? I don't say a few. He has an old school mentality. Yeah. Right? I don't sit it out. And I, that's what I like about him, right? Because this thing here, I'm going to just tell you, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but this thing here with this this load management thing is just... It, it's especially really, like... It's, 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 it's unfair it's, to these young it, fans. It's, it's, it's irritating. It sucks because... If you have these great players that these, especially kids, forget the adults, the kids, you want to be able to see these guys in person right. and they maybe only come to your city once a year and you don't get to see them. That sucks. All right, Mikey, what's up next? Question number two comes from Gabby Weaver. When you get dressed in the morning, do you put your socks on first or last? Well, that's a great question. G, uh, you want to start us off on that? Um... I guess you can't put them on last. You got to put your sneakers on or shoes on last. Yeah, well, the, I, but the sneakers for, doesn't count. Not including last, that. Sorry. Yeah. I, I will. I will go. They they usually go on last for me. Fred, it's 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 pretty near the top. It's it's probably the second thing I put on. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have no routine. There's some days I put my pants on and then my socks, and some days I put my socks and then my pants. Yeah. I don't have a set routine. Th- that is true. I would go more with bull. Like I don't. It's not like I, my world's gonna end if yeah. I don't. Put Some people sweat. are like that. I'm, I'm, I'm a routine guy. You are. I'm, I'm with you, Brad. I'm a routine guy. Underwear than socks. There, Underwear, yeah. socks. Yep. Socks is the second thing I put second on every thing. day. Second thing. Sometimes I put, I, this is a bold move. I sometimes put on like an undershirt even before my underwear. That's strange. Do you have pants on? <laughs> That's no. strange. You, you That's weird. I just you, like the fellas to dry off a little bro, longer. Bro, 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 you can't have, <laughs> you can't be walking around with, with a t-shirt. My wife says to me, the other day she saw me, like I got out of the shower, I dried off. I just had a T-shirt no, on, no other uh-uh, one. She, uh-uh. This is what my wife said to me. She goes, "What are you, Porky Pig?" In it? Like, right. <laughs> if your wife do that, sure, we yeah, we move a, with that's that. A that's a woman's move. That's a that's a sexy move. You are a grown man. I'm not trying to be sexy. And you got Boog got Boog come get out the shower and lotion his body down, <laughs> lotion his body down, and he go put on a oh, ninety, man. a little long to one of his long T-shirts, and get in the bed. And cross his legs and be ready. I like the feeling of the cool sheets on my tush, man. I love it. All right, Mikey. Number, Before we number go three. next one, while we're still in socks, yeah. can you guys sleep in socks? I think the person no. is a psycho move if you sleep no. in socks. No. Women can sleep in socks because women are often cold, but men sleeping in socks is completely inappropriate. What? Yeah, what I y'all do? I can't. Brad sleeps in I socks? Can. I, I can't. Uh, nah, I man. cannot sleep in socks. I, like I, I can't only like my, sleep. I don't like my feet to be cold. I have to be in underwear only to sleep. I cannot wear have any clothes on. Yeah, yeah, none of that. And, and, and I do think, like, one of the worst feelings in the world is if you, if you are a person who accidentally, like, if you sitting there and you dirt tired and you got your clothes on, and you accidentally fall asleep on top of the covers with fully clothed. Yeah. Oh, man. You feel dirty. You just like yeah, I, I'm sleeping. 
By the way, getting getting in the bed, it's okay if you're over the covers, but getting in your bed with clothes that you've worn outside that Ah, bed. That's nasty. That's nasty. nasty. That's so nasty. nasty. That is nasty. That is nasty. That is nasty living. Clean your life up if you don't do that. Oh, my gosh. Get your life. Like, (laughs) get your life. That's a good question. Very good question. question. Daddy Weaver. Next one comes from Steve Becker. Oh, Steve. Oh, uh, look Steve, Steve. Steve looks kind of young Steve right there. Steve. I don't know when you took that, Steve. You <laughs> you took that in, in 1987. That looks like. Shout out to Steve, by the way. That who lo- made a Twitter just to DM a question for this. That looks like Steve was at like day camp, <clears throat> and he just finished his arts and crafts project. Like, that looks like Steve with TJ Holmes, don't it? Ooh, <laughs> what, what is that? What is going on? I, I think All it's right. a UFC fighter. This is from Steve's uh, okay. five days at UFC. Yeah. Okay. The question though. From Steve, who we don't know, by the way. Thanks for the submission, Steve, whoever yeah. you are. Give me a raise. Are hot dogs and hamburgers <laughs> considered sandwiches? Oh, that's an uh, age-old question. Well, yeah. hamburgers are a sandwich. Hot dogs aren't. I say both are not. Sandwich, I'm going to tell you what sandwiches consist of. Sandwiches consist of lunch mostly meat. lunch and deli cuts <laughs> and condiments. <laughs> you got to have peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. You can so a hamburger is not a sandwich. No, that's more. The, 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 it's it's what, is it? what is it's it? A, it's by itself. I don't know. It's just a hamburger. <laughs> it's yeah, by itself it's over sandwich. here in the left. That column is a is a meat sandwich. Like if, if somebody says to you, hey, Mike, I'm going to get sandwiches. You want a sandwich? Would you ever respond and say, yeah, get me a hamburger? No. If they came back with a hot dog and, like, hey, I'm going to get sandwiches, and they came back and handed me a hot dog, you'd be like, I throw fists. That's not a a sandwich. When somebody gets sandwiches. It's not a sandwich. What about hamburger, Mikey? Sandwiches denote a Jersey Mike's. Yeah, like Jersey. That's a Jimmy John's move. The burgers you ain't call a hamburger sandwich? Mm. Uh, They do? Well, yeah. I've. Yeah, yeah I've, seen, I've seen oh, some sandwiches. That's inappropriate. <laughs> um, now, the hot dog is totally out of the blue. Hot dog, hot dog is out of the question. I think everybody agrees on hot dogs. So, so why you a hot dog? Sandwich. Here. It's really don't, hamburger. Uh, listen, I don't do hot dogs, but when I did do them, don't give me no hot dog with all that mess on it, right? It's just too much stuff on it. Like, I mean, it's just... Don't worry me down. I don't need all that. And by the way, if you go have hot dogs, like, listen, first of all, don't give me... No, the little ki- kids' hot dog. Don't be having me. Your hot dogs is supposed to consist of one hundred thousand percent beef. Don't have no mix of chicken, pork, <laughs> turkey, lips. none of the hooves, pig guts, none of that. <laughs> get me together with a with a hundred percent. Hebrew national. Kosher joints. Kosher joints. And, yeah. and, and they got a different snap to it when you yeah. when you don't have it boiling in that water neither. Best hot dogs you ever. Nathan's hot. Have you ever had a Nathan's hot dog no. from Nathan's in Brooklyn? No. no. That's the best. Uh, is it Coney Island? The OG? In Coney Island. Yeah. Okay, I thought you said Brooklyn. We'll go to Brooklyn. Well, Coney Island we'll is in that. Brooklyn. <laughs> is, is that considered the same? I always thought Coney Island was at separate. Oh, my God. Separate and our sausage is hot grew dogs. up in the area. How do you not Coney know Island was just always Coney, Coney Island. Island is a neighborhood <laughs> in Brooklyn. You can't have a neighborhood in a neighborhood. Jesus asked a great Brooklyn is not a neighborhood. Brooklyn is a borough. Brooklyn's not a neighborhood. Well, let me ask you. Brooklyn by itself would be the fifth largest city in America. I know, but it's still part of New York City. So It's a borough in New York City. It's not a neighborhood. The borough is equivalent to what? Here. I mean, it's bigger than Cleveland. A borough would be like. County? Like a large county. Okay. Okay. And see, when you say borough here, people don't understand. But like, there's means. a lot more people in Brooklyn than there are in Coyote County. So a county. borough in New York yeah. is a county, basically. Now, now, now I do got to ask y'all. But a too, large county. A large county. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. Back yeah. to the hot dogs. Yeah. Is a hot dog? 
is a is a sausage a hot dog? No. 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 What do you mean? Is it a hot dog? Like so, if I get a brat, is that yeah. considered a hot dog? No. No. It's a, no brat. it's a brat. So uh, <laughs> there's a difference. Okay. There's a. There's I like, prefer brats and sausages over hot dogs. Oh, me, me too. Right. Yeah. yeah me too. Yeah, yeah. Every time. Yeah. Okay. All right, Mikey. Now I, I do oh. say this. Yeah. When they do the new progressive field. Make sure you got the good brats and sausage joints. Yeah, got, got I ain't yeah. gonna be watching no game. I yeah. watch a game with two. And give me innings. a different flavor. <laughs> give, give me a give me a give me a jalapeno cheddar something. No, I don't like that. I, I, I like those. I'll, I'll eat all jalapeno. You guys ready for the next one? Yeah. yeah. This next one's a great question. Probably gonna be a little longer than five minutes on this okay. one. It's from John Deluzzi. Johnny D. Shout yeah. out Johnny D. Okay. It's five years in the future. It's 2028. What is the state of each? Of the Cleveland sports teams. Oh, that's that's a good question. You want me to go first? Yeah, Brad, oh, hey, you go you first. Go around all right, the board. All right I'll, I'll take it first. You have the Indian, excuse me, the Guardians sitting in a great stead because they just have a good a good system and a good management play. I think the the Guardians could be knocking on championship door again. The Browns. I'm gonna trend toward them finally getting it together, right? You could be on the precipice of uh, finalizing a deal for a new Brown Stadium. Uh, the team heading in a proper direction if the investments we've made now and uh, this year pan out. So I'm going to trend to the fact that at some point, the odds are going to trend towards the Browns being one of the power teams here. It, it comes around to everybody. Damn, it's got to come back to us at some point in time. One of these days, right? And then finally, the Cavaliers, they're set up probably in that fifth year to really be on the precipice of being the elite team if they can add pieces to the three pieces that they have right now. The good thing is here, I was talking to somebody in the gym about it. Kevin Love has got a huge cap number that's expiring at the end of the year. Levert, you and Levert, you you can add some pieces here. Yeah, Jetty too, right? Yeah, you can add some pieces yeah. here, right? So they could be on the on because the, they're not that far away because they're knocking on the door fifth now, right? Yeah. So the the Cleveland teams could be in a good space if they don't do what, overanalyze it, and do more than necessary. Gene, mm. let's say you. Uh, Guardians will be well. Uh, you know, I was a little sick about hearing this. Uh, you know, when you look at you know, the TV money, that balance deal, the, the Guardians are it's concerning. It's Guardians could lose 37 to 50 billion dollars because of Bally folding up. Now, when you're dealing with owners that don't really have the capital like the Dolans have, mm-hmm. um, that's a that's a large portion of your operating capital. It's like they ain't like they do other things. They right. don't own assets or, right. you right. know, other businesses. So for me, in five years, I don't think the Dolans own the team. I, I think they cash out. I think the, the local uh, the local deals that they're getting for television, those are a thing of the past. I think they, the new reality of it in baseball is you're not going to be having all these this this money flowing around. So for me, I think the Dolans understand what it is and they look around and see what other people are overpaying for organizations. So when you cash out, right? If they cash out, think about the next person that steps in. The capital is going to be required. Yeah. So I mean, those new ownership groups. This not. This is not. This is This, this, not, this is not that. Right. No. Yeah. So that means in this market, under the right group with the right capital, 
you could do some serious damage here. My concern to your to that point, I just thought about it when I was when you were talking about Tito's getting old here. Right. <laughs> he ain't gonna be here five years. No, nah, I, I so, give him he's two max. I thought yeah. he might be done. So this who's year. in training? Well, that's a good maybe Sandy Alomar Jr. Uh what about the Browns and the Cavs? Uh the, the Cavaliers, I think they're in a position. I think the Cavaliers in two years will end up in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think Mobley will take a step. However, I do think Donovan Mitchell, after that point, I think he'll be out. I agree. So I think at that point you'll be starting to talk about is Evan Mobley enough? I think at that point, five years from now, he'll be a perennial. Mm-hmm. You'll be talking to him about him being an MVP, a defensive player of the year like Giannis is. And then you'll be still trying to figure out where you get an extra piece because you're going to need to replenish that. But I think um, in five years, they'll, they'll be one of the better teams in the East. And then finally with the Browns, I think with the Browns, the Browns will have another coach bite in. Um, um, five years, I think we'll be talking about whether or not, to be honest with you, was the the Deshaun Watson move worth it? Right. Five years from now, I think he. If if you think how great it could be, maybe it get to, I don't know, maybe it get to a Super Bowl. But you know, I I don't think they win a Super Bowl in five years. Here, here's the interesting thing. Like, there's a lot of variety of where all these teams could be in five years. The good news is. I could see any of the three winning a championship over the next five years. I don't think any of the three are f- that far away that you couldn't realistically see. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen. I mean, they have stars. But all three could possibly win a championship. My concern about the Indian, the Guardians, I agree with G. I think the, there's no way that Dolan's still on the team five years from now. And in a way, you think that's a good thing because you think the new owner will have more money. However, the one thing that was great about the Dolans – Mm-hmm. More than way more than the other two owners in this town is they hired great people. Yeah, and, and they, they leave them it. alone. Now yeah. they they have limits in the budget, but as long as they're within the budget, they let Antonetti, Chernoff, and Francona. He lets them do whatever yeah. they want. You're right, and it's paid off. And so the new owner he may spend a little more money, but he may not be like that. He may be more of a meddler. But I think the Guardians, as long as Antonetti and Chernoff are here. Now, I agree with, with Brad also. I'm a little worried about who's next for Francona. I think as long as they have this great front office infra- infrastructure, they're always going to be competitive. The Browns, it all depends on Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that's if it. Deshaun Watson this year gets back to being what he was in Houston, then the Browns are going to be at, at least minimum competitive for the Punch, next five puncher's years. Puncher's chance. Right. And, and they could be a lot better than that. My, since I got to make my prediction, I believe Deshaun Watson is going to get back to being that quarterback and being a top 10 guy or whatever, low, lower end of the top tier quarterbacks. And so I think the Browns will be in decent shape. I'm hoping Kevin Stefanski is still the coach because that means things have gone really well. Exactly. But I, if I had to bet today, I agree with you. I bet Stefanski is not the coach. As for the Cavs, I think five years from now is when this good run ends. And I think they're going to be in a bad way in five years because I think they're going to go all in over the next bunch of years. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to lose Donovan Mitchell in the next five years. I think yeah. they're going to lose Jared Allen or he's not going to be the same player in the right, next, right. you know, by five years from now. Mm-hmm. And so now you got Mobley and Garland. Is one, one of those guys going to want to leave? You will have given up so many assets you can't replenish. So I think that will be the start of their downturn. I think there will be good times between now and then, yeah. but I think that'll be the start of the downturn for the Cavs. I wholeheartedly agree with everything Bull said there. Uh, if all three, they all made really good points, Bull, I think that is pretty spot on. We For the next see. question, we went long on this one. I'm sure we'll go shorter on this one. 
What's your guys' take on the NHL bringing back a team to Cleveland? This is from Brian Moore. Guys, I don't see it happening. I mean, let's face it. Based on population, Cleveland is really a two-major league city market. There's no way you could add a fourth major league team. I don't, there's I don't too, see it. Do you? Uh, there's, too, there's too many people leaving the, the city itself. I don't think the economic dollars are there. I, I argued last year, I, I might not, it might not be economically viable for them to even support three teams right. because the Guardians are the best out of the the three teams. If you look at their, their record over the last 10 years and they run the best as far as their farm system, yet still their attendance numbers are the lowest. And so yeah, stink. I wouldn't even, you, you, you can't get four. Well, it's hard to do a four team. Um, professional team sport here. I mean, sports in this town. Yeah, they're divvying up the dollar amongst the population, which is not growing. It may be leaving the city of Cleveland, but it's still in the area yeah. in the suburbs, but you're still fighting over the same dollar, right? right? You know, and this is a team that traditionally a town that really traditionally knows how to support in a way three teams, but only if they're grinding and winning. Yes, right? that's how it works. Highest here. level. That's yeah. how it works here, right? Yeah, so, you can't add another. The no. monsters do a nice job as right. a minor league team, but I think, I think that's the capper. Not that I mean there are a lot of hockey fans in the area, certainly, but, but it, 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 here, I don't think it's enough. I'll go back show. to and they ain't really no hockey fans. A few, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a few, right? I'll go back to when they had to, even had the Barons here mm-hmm. years ago in the seventies, yeah. right? And it just never really drew. I mean, it drew a select group of people. You got yeah. some of these high schools that. U.S. and Shaker and stuff like that. It's feed right. Cleveland Heights feed to this, the hockey program, but yeah. Overall, this is three teams. Three yeah, sports I mean, I wonder yeah. if we'll have it. The Arena Football League announced they're coming back with 16 teams. Maybe you'll have an Arena team, but that's not that kind of money. Yeah, I mean, right. and, the, and the Monsters do just fine. Yeah, they do well. They, 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 they put up well, a no, good product. There's no and, doubt. Yeah. And, and so the, the other thing is that to those sports there, it's affordable. Right. Yeah. You know, this goes back to my thing about the sitting out and the load management. You think about that. I got three kids, right? I got four, but I'm saying I'm using it like I got mm-hmm. three, right? Yeah. And I had to pony up for the ticket for my kid. The kid was waiting to see Steph Curry. Yeah. Right? Oh. I only come one time. Mm-hmm. I got these tickets in advance. I'm doing yeah. a great daddy thing. I'm getting the daddy of the year award, right? Pony up this money. And you didn't already told him, but six months in advance, we got to right, take Well, because you got to go to the game. Right. You got to pay the parking. Right. You got to feed them. Right. Yep. So this is a big, this is a big production. They want to buy a t-shirt. Right, right. Or this, this is a big production. And then I get there and the night before Steve Kerr talking about, I'm sitting there right now. You doing yeah. what? What you doing? You got your, 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 your JVB team out yeah. there. I like, yeah, oh, no, 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 no. So I'm just saying that's why it's hard. Yeah. Those sports there, the other sports there, they have a ticket that's affordable. Right, right. Mikey? I love this next question. This is from Aaron Weaver, and I have an answer for this one too, but you'll go first. What's a 30 for 30 that hasn't been made yet that you think should be made? Shout out to Aaron Weaver, sister uh Haley Weaver plays for Northwestern uh, oh, really? Wildcats basketball oh. and a great family and uh, full disclosure, her and Cheyenne played together uh, on, a, on an AAU yeah. team. But I mean, he's a graduate of Xavier University. Uh, the 30 for 30? Yeah, what's a 30 for 30 that hasn't been done? I have, a, I have a good one. Go ahead, Mikey. What do you got? Okay, this one has not been made yet. I do think it oh, should I be made. Oh, I got a good one. Yeah. The 2008... Florida Gators national championship football team and what was going on at campus at that time with Tim Tebow, Aaron Urban, Meyer, Urban Meyer, Aaron Hernandez, Riley Cooper, 
Percy Riley Cooper obviously Percy yeah. had oh. some racial slurs that got him in a lot yeah. of trouble. Uh, the Pouncy Twins mm-hmm. on that team as well. Ooh. Also, you had Dan Blazarian, the poker player turned influencer, running around on campus, and Ryan Lochte. No idea who that is. The younger people know who that okay. is. And Ryan Lochte, the All-American swimmer All right. at the same time. Plus, they won the, the championship in basketball that year as well. So you had Joakim Noah, Al Horford, Corey Brewer, that whole squad. Yeah. What campus that's life gonna, was like. That's going to take days. What <laughs> campus yeah. life was like at pretty, the University of Florida with all those characters. I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you a 30 for 30. There hadn't been a 30 for 30 on Jim Brown in Cleveland. Mm. So if you know... Uh, the stories, the alleged stories about Jim Brown here in Cleveland, yeah. right? And the days of the Browns, that'd be a 30 for 30. Because 30 for 30 does some things. 30 for 30 is not just the sports. Right. 30 for 30 is about the side story that, that you don't know, right? That's true. And so I'm surprised that it hadn't been a 30 for 30 on Jim Brown. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm stingy. I would, do, uh, I would do a 30 for 30 on a Maslin McKinley rivalry and how... Uh, <laughs> Um, That's only a, that only amounts to Maslin and McKinley. Right, well, I mean, <laughs> McKinley, we we just it. I mean, outside like Tyvis, but we got the most wins in basketball. We the only public school with two state championships back to back. It took you know it took Glenville a long time. It's hard to do. That was that's tough. <laughs> I love the McKinley people. He was just beating when he was just beating Chuck Kyle. You don't beat Coach Kyle. Coach Kyle is like he's Jim Trestle. I love the McKinley people. I tell you what. Now here, but I, all jokes aside, the thirty for thirty I want to see is uh, I want to see I want to I want this first person to get the 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 rebuttal. It's the rebuttal to the last dance, right? So I, I want LeBron because I know he got it. I know you got the archives. You know what I'm saying? I, I want the King's Court. That's coming. I, I want I want yeah, from, that's gonna happen. I want from day one. Yeah. He from hour one when you came into the game. But we want the truth. But I, I want, want the truth. I want you but I want the way it happened with Dwayne Wade on the plane. Did you really ghost him? Did J.R. Smith really throw the, that rice soup at people? I need you to uh, figure out. You were the whole nine. I, I, I want. Did what happened you, with him and Kyrie? Him and Kyrie, do you talk? You was at the Nike headquarters. And by the way, do you regret going to L.A.? And by the way, did you already know before when my career started, I said, I'm going to play in Cleveland, I'm going to play in Miami, and I'm going to play in L.A.? Did you even plan on going back to Cleveland? And didn't you just say you weren't coming? I need all of that. <laughs> I need all of it. And do you think your son was really that good, or you just orchestrated <laughs> I, I actually, you know, this is a little selfish, but the Browns, the Jimmy Haslam years, like all the, the nonsense, like Josh Gordon, Peyton Hillis, I could go on and on. Like everything that, like just Joe Banner and Jimmy Haslam being thrown together. Facts. Um, all the coaching changes, Manziel. all the stuff behind the scenes, Manziel, Baker. I mean, disguises. You could do 10 episodes of OBJ. Yeah. Uh, actually, to be truthful, that is a four-part series, and I've never. Well, you yeah, could, you could do some Cleveland thirty for thirties that are. Just, oh, yeah. Here's a thirty for thirty for you. Give me the story of Albert Bell. Oh yeah, Ooh. that's another. One. I know Jason Lloyd's been working on that, that is for a while. Another Ooh. one. What happened to? Not public knowledge. Yet. Ooh. Also, a different yeah. AB. How about the uh, someone put in the YouTube chat? The downfall of Antonio Brown. A thirty for thirty on his. <laughs> That ain't even, that, I that, actually that, don't that, give a that, crap. That, that ain't even interesting. Yeah, I don't uh, see that. <laughs> see, I, I think, I, and I don't want to put that on nobody, but man, he got a lot of symptoms of 
he not yeah, yeah. He something not, ain't right. He not yeah. right, man. He no, just it's right. a lot of football players. And, and, and another thing, the thirty for thirty, Willie McGinnis, man. What what, what was that, bro? <laughs> no. what, the Patriot way. We'll talk about it. Like <laughs> yo, I, I would like a thirty for thirty on Bill Belichick. Another one, like um, you know, what do you do with your money? Like I, I saw him one day at the at the combine. He was at his ta- at his table. Yeah. He was at his table with a dog there, and it looked like some old farm table. I'm like, bro, this cat Bill Belichick yeah. is on some other type stuff. All right, let's get one more here, Mike. If you got, got Mike, more, then we'll bring Jake Trotter in. This is from our boy Eddie. Yeah. I have a long question, so bear with me. Why is it illegal for athletes to take steroids in order to come back from injury faster? But it's legal for guys to take a bunch of shots in order to continue playing in a game where they got injured or got shots before a game in order to play. Um, So the the steroids are longer lasting. The guys that take the injections just to get back on the field for that day is only for hours, right? Because you could, I'm sure Mahomes took a shot to play in that game, and I'm sure at some point during the game, he was back to regular pain, right? Yep. The steroids have a longer lasting effect. Right. They have a, uh, a well-known side effect. Uh, and so I, that's why that's the difference between the and, two. And the steroids make you stronger. Yeah. And can be. You, yes. Right, can, mm-hmm. especially in conjunction with working out. Whereas like a pain-killing yeah. shot is just taking away your pain right. temporarily. I, it's different. I, I, I hate the fact that steroids have been – have ruined the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah. I would put those guys in. I mean, it's just like there are guys in there, I'm sure, that took steroids or did whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I just think it's stupid for us to legislate that, but it, it, there is a difference. Well, I, I think it all, it all boils down to Eddie. I would say if you've learned nothing from watching the UCSS when we, we go through uh, the Deshaun Watson or yeah, yeah. we hear about, uh, you know, Jimmy Haslam and the rebate program or even some of these newer scandals <laughs> is it always boils down to liability. If you let somebody take steroids, which are illegal in our country right, to right. not use them, um, you are then saying you, it's OK to break the law. And even if they were legal, they could come back against you and say, well, you know what? You took you let us take steroids. Now I have cancer. There's a liability with that as well because they're saying you you willfully let people take steroids, and I don't even believe in. I'll, I'll say this though, I think I think um, even shooting people up with steroids or shooting people up with painkillers is is another thing that ch- chances are they won't even tell you to be throwing that out there. If you notice, very many players you assume they shot their leg up. They don't come out and say I'm getting That's shot. Up. You don't hear about it because no. because even with that you can injure yourself more because you don't feel the pain and you know it's like saying can you can you go take a bunch of oxycotton's if my ankle hurt tomorrow? Right, right. In the game, no, you can't. That's you, that's just substance abuse. So there's a lot of little gray areas and different things and and people do, but it just boils down to uh, a bunch of rich people don't want to be sued. Like, All right, how many fan questions do we get in so far? So far, that was, let me do a quick count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's pretty good. We got All through right. eight. We got 40 minutes on the, the back end, but we're yeah. going to bring in Jake All Trotter. Right. Well, While we get Jake set up, though, I got to tell you about a few things coming up. For $199 a month, that is our Starters Tier membership program. You get all the loyalty badges and custom emojis, plus your members-only community posts. 
for just a few bucks more, four ninety nine a month. That's less than five bucks a month, less than sixty bucks a year. You get all those same starter tier perks plus. UCSS overtime codes, uh, videos, excuse me, member shoutouts, discount codes for merch. Jason Lloyd was texting with our coaches tier members during the game last night for the Cavs, giving them some great insight. Jason really peeled back the curtain on some of the things the Cavs thought. Coming up on Wednesday as well, it is our comedy show at Pickwick and Frolic Hilarities on East 4th. Anthony, myself, are going to make a fool of ourselves. It's going to be a disaster. Uh... If you don't like us, still come to hang out. Bull's going to introduce me. Jay's going to introduce Mike Polk. G's going to introduce Anthony. The whole squad's going to be there. I think Tyvis is going to stick around in Cleveland for the entire night. It'll be the first time you've ever seen Cleveland uh, Tyvis in public in Cleveland. Oh, boy. And my joke for Tyvis, I think, is my favorite joke All of the right, whole good. set. So we'll see how that goes. That is Wednesday. And now, Jake Trotter. Jake Trotter covers the Browns for ESPN. Welcome to the show, Jake. Yes, How are sir. you? Yes, sir. Good to be with yes, you guys. It's good to have you with us, Jake. When you first came here, obviously you had worked with Baker Mayfield before, and then you worked with him again here. How, you know, how has how did he change during his time from college to pro to starting in the pros to when he you know? And I don't know if, if you've spoken with him at all since he's been gone, but did he change a lot? Or no? I think so a little bit. I think that the turmoil that he had to deal with in Cleveland probably affected him a little bit. You know, he really wanted to turn this place around. He wanted to turn the Browns around. Mm -hmm. And I think that along the way, you know, maybe he lost himself a little bit. Uh, I think at the end, he definitely lost some of his confidence. I mean, you could feel that from the front office to the coaching staff to the locker room. There's just a loss of belief in Baker, and he had not dealt with that right. uh, really in a long time, right? Maybe ever. Right. And I think uh, you know he he wanted to, to to be a Brown for life. He wanted to uh, be the guy that you know took Cleveland to a Super Bowl, but it, it just didn't work out for a number of different reasons. Is he his own worst enemy in a way? I mean, I think sometimes. Yeah. I think sometimes that bravado at Oklahoma played very well. Right. Planting the flag, all of that stuff. But when you're not winning, it doesn't play very well. And he wasn't winning here. Uh, except for, you know, a couple stretches in 2018 and 2020. Yeah. You know, Jake, Kevin Spansky, I look at his tenure here. Um, there's been a track record of really high-name players kind of having, you know, uh, their rough way with him. We just talked about Baker. Jadavian Clowney has some comments. Uh, Miles Garrett has had comments in the past. You know, you got Jarvis Landry, got Odell Beckham Jr. You even have Kareem Hunt. Is it a situation where Kevin is is he the person to be a communicator, or is that an area that he gets people lost with, especially with big name guys and big personalities? Are you saying is there a culture issue in Cleveland? Well, well, I think a, so. A, is that his personality, or is it just was it just the circumstances with those players individually? Well, I think that a lot of the issues predate Kevin. You know, I was here in 2019 with Freddie Kitchens. They had all kinds of wild stuff happening off the field uh, that made it very difficult for that team to win mm -hmm. uh, on Sundays. Now, Kevin's style is not to get in your face. You know, he is very, uh, you know, introverted in a lot of ways. Uh, I think he's a, a terrific football mind. I think he's a very good play caller despite uh, some of the rough patches they've had. Um, you know, in 2020, when they had so much success, they weren't in the building. There wasn't some of the chemistry issues you had to deal with because everybody was on, at home on Zoom calls, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't have a lot of the interpersonal uh, locker room issues that we've seen, you know, bubble up uh, at times under his tenure. But you know, I think a lot of the things that did happen, uh, it should never even matter who the head coach is. 
you know, like the Jadavion Clowney. I'm not playing on first and second down. Like, there's got to be players in the locker room that are not going to tolerate that type of stuff, which you see with other NFL locker rooms. You haven't seen it enough with the Browns. Now, Kevin probably deserves some of the responsibility for the way that that has gone, uh, but it's not just him. It's above him, and it goes before he arrived here. So I, so I would say this, Jake. So you're, you're right that the culture issue extends all the way to the top of the ticket, right? Yep. And, and really, if the culture is set, it's set from the top of the ticket down. Irrespective of that, Kevin is in control of the entire ship, right? If it's not coming from up top, he at least has to be the one to say, through these doors, my way or no way. And I think sometimes when he gets himself in trouble is, I don't think you can be, and I'm asking, I don't think you can be successful as a coach in any sport and be hands-off. I just don't see how that happens, right? Because there's always going to be people that buck the system. And somebody has to be there to be like, this is what's happening. And if you do, the consequences are, because if you don't shut it off when it starts, it just permeates to the rest of the group. Does Kevin understand that? Well, I think that, Part of the problem in this particular case is that this is a collaborative effort. Kevin Stefanski is not Bill Belichick. He's not making all the decisions. Baldy Podesta is making decisions. The Haslams are making decisions. Andrew Barry is part of this process. So like the Jadavion Clowney thing, I don't think that was up to Kevin to say, well, we're going we're gonna to cut him next week. We're not going to tolerate that. You know, he's not going to play on first and second down in a game we have to have. The next week, he was in on the second series. And so if you're Perry on Winfrey and you see that, you know, that's, that's where you have culture issues. That's a major problem. You know, like, yeah. collaboration can be good to a point. Right. Right? You don't want the, the GM and the head coach to be MFing each other and not Which we've seen uh, in Cleveland yeah, many times, times before. But, I mean, the fact, like, it, it seems to me, you cover the team more than we do, you know, in, intimately. It seems like Jimmy Haslam is too involved. But ultimately, he's the owner. He can do whatever the hell he wants. But it seems like that through all the problems since he's been here a decade, that's been consistently an issue is that he's too involved. Is that really the case, or do we make more of that than it is? I don't know if it's that he's too involved, but he is making the calls. I mean, the reason Deshaun Watson is on the Browns is because of Jimmy Haslam. So you don't think Barry wanted him? No, I'm not saying that. I think right. I think it was a collaborative effort, but yeah. Jimmy is the one who, who spearheaded that effort. Okay, so let me... He's let me... the reason that Deshaun Watson's making $230 million dollars which is how they got Deshaun Watson in the first place. If they don't pony up to pay that kind of money, he's playing somewhere else. Okay, so let's, you know, and, and, and coaches and owners are always in adversarial positions. You go through this league, everybody has an opinion. The system that I see so far, the collaboration effort is not working, right? When do we change course to be like, I need somebody to run the program, right? Period, right? Well, they, and it's a difference between the owner and the coach. There's two different things, right? And the problem with the Browns, as I see it, is just this. When there, when there are decisions and stances to be made that are entirely in the coach's purview, he refuses to do it for whatever reason and basically fluffs it off on somebody else to do it. Does he refuse or does he not have the power? I, well, let, let's talk about the first yeah. issue you referenced. What's the difference between Baltimore and Pittsburgh and Cleveland? The biggest difference. They have incredible continuity there from ownership to GM to head coach to quarterback. The Browns have not had that since they came back to the league in 99. And if you keep 
firing coaches and you keep firing coordinators and you keep changing quarterbacks, you're never going to get to the point where you want to get. So that's yeah. so I understand. I understand. So that's yeah. point one. But again, this is a collaborative effort. It, Kevin Stefanski is not the most powerful person in that building. So Jake is, uh, and he's not going to be uh, under the current system. They no, have. no, I, I agree with you because I mean I'm I'm just giving you what I, my analysis. Right, I see it. But you're talking to a guy, <laughs> so that came from Chicago where you had the owner and the GM, Jerry Krause, Jerry Reinsdorf, in alignment, mm -hmm. where you had Doug and Phil on the other side of it that were, would dismiss what they were doing. And then you had the players that would, depend on what day the flavor was, would dismiss whoever, right? So that dynamic exists always, right? But it still can be managed. But it always requires a person at the helm. The, why, the reason Phil Jackson had success, because he managed it. He managed the expectations of everyone. And like, you knew that, I don't care what they say upstairs. This is what's happening down here. Somebody has to control the, the You domain. want Kevin to be more heavy. Yeah, he got to be because. See, I wonder if he's allowed to be that heavy-handed. The only way, the only way Kevin knows is if Kevin tries. Because, like, I mean, I, the clowny thing, I think, is a, an inflection point. Oh, he would have been going that day. So he had no power to get rid of. I don't. I, I don't. So think, who did? Deep well, I mean, yeah, I think if Deep Podesta said we're going to cut this guy, he'd have been cut. So if Kevin, would, if Kevin can't go to Deep Podesta and say I want this guy out of here. I mean, he can, but it's yeah. not. I don't think that's Kevin's call to make. Wow. So if is there a chance, like, if Ke so, so when we were talking about they should fire Joe Woods, they should. Fire, that's out of. No, I think that was. I think that that was. Let me put it this way. Yeah. If, if Kevin, uh, if, if Kevin wasn't speaking for Joe Woods, he might have been fired before the bye week. Now, in that particular case, Kevin does have say. Yeah. You know whose coaches are going to be, but like Kevin, at the end of the day, was not going to be able to keep Joe Woods on. There's just going to be too much right, pressure. Right, right. Pressure externally and but if internally. he wanted him fired, he would have been fired. Yeah, yeah. I think if okay. Kevin wanted to fire Joe Woods okay. at the bye week, which I was wondering, you know, before the yeah. Baltimore game, it was looking like it might happen because right. the defense was playing so poorly. You know, the defense from that point on actually played really well. It was the offense yeah. that completely cratered. Uh, so I, I think they saw enough in the Baltimore and Cincinnati game to say, okay, like, all right, you know, we're going to roll forward with it, but okay. it wasn't enough to save his job. Let me ask you. Do they understand where the pulse of the community is right um, right today? Like, to, you know, I speak to so many people. They come up to me, and, and there's people that, I mean, we've been waiting forever, but there's people that say, I, I can't stand to see the Pittsburgh Steelers who don't have the same talent, who don't, they're running out Trubisky and rookie QBs. Some people feel like the Browns kind of punted on the season, and they th and I think that the, the pulse of the community is, nah. We he, he only he got about four to six games at the beginning of next year to figure it out because there are people that I've never seen it go from that twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty three, and and it lose like that. Do they, do they know where they where they're at with with their fan they base? Care? Well, to the ha yeah. to the Haslam's credit, they're trying to do everything they can. They really do want to win. That's why they're yeah. paying a quarterback two hundred and thirty million dollars. I give them credit. Yeah, that, I, 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 agree that. That I agree with that. I give them credit. Yeah, I agree I mean, with they that. They are trying. You know, this is why they fire coaches and change quarterbacks. Right. And I mean, they they do want to win. Um, but I do agree with you. Once they made that trade, the twenty twenty two season was over. Now right. I don't think they right. realized it at the time. Because right. they thought he was going to be suspended four to six games. Right. 
it became clear to me during the summer he ain't getting suspended four to six games. It's going to be a lot more than that. And Browns will. <laughs> on the flip side of it, I'm not sure that their record is any different based on what we saw from Watson if he only does get suspended six games. That's true. Because right. of how well Jacoby was playing right. and how poorly Deshaun played when he got back. I mean, what game from gate week seven to week 12 were they winning Were they winning with Deshaun Watson instead of Jacoby Brissett? I think the record at the end of the year, which is crazy to think about, is exactly the same whether Watson had been suspended six games or 11 games. I think that's fair. I think if he had not been suspended at all, it might have been different. Well, yeah, for sure. But, but, but based on what we saw, because it wasn't like what, by game six, Watson was right there. And they thought, the, they yeah. thought, they, didn't, they don't say this now, but they thought they were going to go on a run when he came back. Yeah. We all thought we that. Did. We did. We we did. I mean, I was hearing it from every, oh, wait, oh, we beat Tampa. Yeah. We oh. are getting ready to make a run. We, and it took one yeah. quarter of the Houston game. It's like, what are You're they like, talking whoa, about? Whoa, whoa, yeah. What are they talking right. about? Like the this office. guy is so far away from being where he needs to be for that to happen. How, when you, you know, it's funny. When the Browns traded for Watson, besides the off-the-field stuff, I was like, this is a no-brainer. The guy's a great player, great talent. You don't have a chance. The Browns have never had a great talent at quarterback. I never considered the fact, and bad job out of me and a lot, a lot of people probably, that maybe he's mentally scarred from everything that's gone on, a lot of it his fault, uh, that he may never be able to get over that and become that dog that he was. Are you concerned about that? I would be concerned if I were a Browns fan about uh, that because they're not paying him to be the 10th best quarterback in the NFL. No. They're paying him to be the second or the third. Right. And the Browns, this roster, I've been saying, like, the best roster Deshaun Watson is going to play with is probably the one he just played with in 2022. It's going to get more and more difficult to deal with the cap ramifications of that contract and keep sure. key guys on the team. I mean, yeah. you're going to have to make some tough decisions pretty soon here about, all right, well, like, we can only afford this. So we're going to have to move on from that player. I mean, those decisions That's, might not be this offseason, but it's coming pretty quickly because it's not just Deshaun. It's, you know, Miles Garrett. It's Denzel Ward. They're paying out a ton of money. Joel Batonio, yeah. Njoku, mm -hmm. Wyatt Teller, Amari Cooper. I mean, they have a lot of big contracts. And that's my, my concern. I've been saying this all year. You know, we, we looked at the Browns' talent in the beginning of the year. They said a lot of talent. They do. Yes. I think we overrated. I'm not going to speak for you. I'm going to speak for myself. I think I overrated some, their talent a little bit as a whole. And what, what I realized this year is, if you compare it to some of the other good teams, let's look at this division with Cincinnati. The Browns may have more Tier 1 talent than the Bengals do, but the Bengals got way more Tier 2 and Tier 3 talent than the Browns do. I even think the Ravens and the Steelers right, right? now have more. The Browns more are a very studs and duds team, and, that, and I don't know that you can win that way. Now, if Watson... Can't. Gets back to being a star and plays out of his Can't. mind, and maybe, but they. Did, I mean, basically, it comes down to this: it, 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 where the Browns going to be over the next three years? Is Deshaun yeah. Watson a top five quarterback? The answer is yes. They're going to be in the mix. That's if right. If not, they're it's not going to be. It's a disaster. That's the. That's yeah. And I, based on what we saw the six games, he has got a long way to go. Long way. It's going to yeah. be tough, you know, to be eight, ninth best in the NFL based on what we saw, but to get to the Patrick Mahomes level, which is what you need him to be, right? For that kind of money and the. First round picks they gave up. That's a long way to go. So, so do you, not impossible, Jake, but no. long way to go. Jake, so do you think that can occur if with Kevin just being the. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Kevin, the head coach and the OC, do you think he, you think that can occur? I think it can occur. I think Kevin's a good play caller. Now, uh, well, there's, gonna, a, there's a difference between the two. Yeah, we're well, yeah. yeah so like is. the CEO part of it is a different. Yes, but in is. terms of like designing an offense that Deshaun Watson's going to believe in and thrive in, like I have confidence that that's going to happen. Okay. Um, now I don't know if Watson's going to be at the level in that offense to justify the contract. That's the question. Um, but I, I mean, you know, Jacoby Brissett was eighth in the NFL in QBR. Yeah, but I mean, those are numbers. I, 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 <laughs> no, but I mean, like, Jacoby Brissett played the he best played ball well. of his life. No, Baker no, Mayfield, say- who might not be a starting caliber quarterback well, in the NFL, was we, 10th in QBR in would, 2020. Would you, would, We've seen Kevin take quarterbacks and, and yeah. elevate their game. Would you, yeah. would you agree that any player is only as good as the tools around them? Yeah, I mean, there are some players that it doesn't matter. They carry everybody else. Uh, football would be pretty hard to do on a consistent yeah. basis. Yeah. I think there's one. <laughs> there's some quarterbacks that, like, you trade Tyreek Hill, it doesn't matter. Right. You know, I, but that's yeah. that's rare. I think the scary thing for me is, um, the scary thing is is when you look at the composition of the AFC as in whole. Mm-hmm. And so we we are we we sat here for a while and we've talked about what we we got to have Deshaun Watson play top five football. Right. We got to have. Andrew Barry hit on picks and, mm-hmm. and we we can talk about his record mm-hmm. good or bad and also we need Kevin Stefanski to coach to a level that is with the Shanahan or Andy Reid and then you got younger guys getting getting Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars look like they're coming on you look at and you, you already know what the three-headed monster is Mahomes Allen and Burrow so you know with the Browns I asked the question, are the Browns more along the lines of the Jaguars and you hoping for a one-year flip, or are they a team that you might be talented like the Chargers, who kind of underperformed, or are you are you the the Bills where you you might have to rethink? Hey, we need some more players. I think if without having given it a lot of thought going into the 2023 season, I would say the Browns are like a fringy playoff pick. Like they're they're, they're I'd somewhere they're somewhere from five to eight. It's so hard. Right. I mean, you guys disagree? Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 the way I the AFC is. Yeah, I mean, I mean I the Bengals, until proven otherwise, the Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs are the three best teams in the AFC. Well, so already right? you're at so four. You, nobody, you're not going to really make a good argument for anybody else getting into the top three at the moment. Correct. It yeah. might change by next year, but at the moment, no. The Ravens came and Clearly, as, as G said, Jacksonville is, wet, is definitely on the rise. They're on the rise. I mean, Baltimore, that defense with Lamar. Yeah. They're... Yeah. A legit and, and, team and, as well, and like it's not like. Listen, and I'm telling you, like nobody tra- wants to hear it here. But <clears throat> Pittsburgh is is they got three picks in the top 100. That defense is still the real yeah. deal. Yeah. I st- I don't believe in Kenny Pickett, but we'll see. I mean, and he, he, and the Chargers into, are not going to be bad. Like even though the Chargers have been a disappointment, the Chargers had Super Bowl talent. Right? They yeah, they still got a great. They got to stay healthy. They had they had terrible injuries. The AFC's tough. It's the tough. AFC's tough. And but the bottom line is the Browns are really impossible to predict because we don't know what to expect about Deshaun Watson. If we get the same Deshaun Watson that we got last year, yes. the Browns have no chance of making the playoffs. They're screwed. They're completely screwed. Now, I can't see him being that bad, but even if he's just... He's going to be better. Even if he's, he's just be middle of the road, yeah. that's not going to be good enough. Not like the Browns game. have a pretty wide variance yeah. relative to the other AFC. Like no Pittsburgh, for example, 
Let's I think Pittsburgh's what... probably going to go nine and eight. Like they just kind of find a way. I don't know that they could go twelve. No, no. And five, unlikely. But I don't think they're going six and eleven. No, right. The Browns right. could like if you told me the Browns go six and eleven, I wouldn't be completely stunned. And if you told me they went, you know, going to go thirteen and I have to. No. Like, it's hard to add these games now that it's yeah, seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Thirteen and four. No, I wouldn't it's be stunned by that either. either. They no. probably have the biggest variance of any team in the AFC going into next season. Uh, yeah. I mean, as Chargers right maybe, but again, the Chargers were hurt. Yeah, that's why no, they were. No, but I don't even think so because I don't think the Chargers. I, I think we know what Justin more of these Herbert teams is are in a tight window. More than what we know, we know what Deshaun. Yeah, Watson no is. other team has a seven-eight game. You know, barring a massive injury or something weird happening. Well, the, the, the position for the Browns is always good. the Browns went three and three in the conference. I mean, in, in division, in the division. Right? Yeah, they three. played Huntley and Trubisky, but right. yes, yeah, but three and three. Yeah, right. And so the rest of the teams in the league and in the division went three and three. Yeah. So you you, you have something there. The the question they play is, their divisional. Teams the, the, well. the question is, can we put together enough oomph around? Because you need to want Deshaun Watson to be close to close to being the person we think he is. They only have one lever to pull offensively, and that's they got to draft a receiver in the second round and hope he becomes the Schwartz. There it is. I, right, I, right. Thank you for putting the who? Really nothing up, Become the who? The, who they thought Anthony Schwartz oh, was going right. to be. Like <laughs> the guy that can take okay. They didn't have anybody to take that the can top take off. the top they need to, But they, need to but they don't like, have the resources because all the defensive holes to do anything else offensively. So – the team you saw offensively, that's the team. Right. Ideally, you'd like to get a, a number three receiver that can play, but they're going to be able to do anything more than what they have. And no. they've got two Pro Bowl guards, a yeah. Pro Bowl yeah. running back, a pretty legit number one wide receiver. Right. A tight end that I was surprised how well he played this year. He's <sighs> proven to be but worthy of that. But overpaid still. Oh, yeah. No, he's he's not top five, but he's top no. ten tight end maybe. Yeah, he's and a I solid And I was skeptical player. of that before the year uh, totally. based on what we see. They've got enough offensively. Jake, here's my concern when it comes to like Andrew Berry, I think overall his if you look at his transaction history, it's middle of the road, right? Like and and they've had some GMs that were horrible, so I whatever, but I don't want to compare it to that. I think he's had, you know, some good, some bad. It's and misses. When you look at what they've done in the front seven on defense, it's been a disaster. They have one starting caliber defensive lineman right now. That's it. They have That's one it. starting caliber front seven player, I think. JOK might be. I don't. We, we have to quote Jackson on here. He's, he's got it. Uh, JOK, if he can gain some weight yeah. back, you know, I think we'll be okay. But Dequell Jackson said to he us, said he no way. think he's a starter he, in the league. He said no way. Dequell he said, said no he's way. He's a third down player. I mean, the problem too is that, like their problems along the front got exact. Yeah. You know, exasperated JOK's yes. limitations as a guy that can. Well, I mean, the Atlanta game, they were just running wide well, zone right the, at him after the court, every play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing that they could do. To and stop that's him. the thing, again, you look at their defensive tackles. Like, you can't have a great player in every position. No. But their defensive you tackles are caliber. awful. You They're awful. They're not starters. But, yeah. to, to, but to, to DeQuell's point was, I mean, there's basic skill sets inside a linebacker. DeQuell looks at him and said, he knows, he said he doesn't have them. Yeah. He just doesn't have them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He said he doesn't have them. You, these are things that can't be taught. Either you uh, have it or you don't have it. We've so, seen Joe K play well in certain matchups. So my yeah, my right, thing yeah, is, but so he might be more the of a matchup. Quell said he, you should move off of him and keep going another way. Yeah. My question is, who's making the uh, the uh, development of talent or understanding? Who's making the pickings? Who's doing the picking? Who's drafting? I mean, I mean, because yeah, it's, 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 it's just it's just not Barry. It is the people on the field, out in the field, who are going to look at talent. And know what talent looks like, yeah. right? Well, That's collaboration. It, it is, a, and, and you know there is. They do scout. <laughs> it's not just all analytics, well, but yeah. you know, like Martin Emerson, for example. I'll yeah. do, that was a data guy. Run. That was a data guy. That was not a scout guy. That right. was the data. That was an and analytics was a home run pick. pick. It, it was, was a good home pick. Run. 
So, what about um, Donovan Peoples-Jones? I mean, that's an excellent pick, right? There. I don't, I don't know, like who, yeah. who was spearheading that one. Yeah. It was so long ago, but that was a home run pick. But you get who a guy has like, the final say? Do we know? Is there a final? Like, I mean, it's. I think it's Andrew Barry, but again, it's collaborative, right? Like Andrew makes. But the in call. the end, if if let's say Stefanski and Barry and and Jimmy and and uh, Deep Podesta all disagree. Is Barry ultimately getting the final it say depend, or no? It depends. Yeah, I mean, Barry on personnel is going to have the final yeah. say. But, like, Deshaun Watson, Jimmy Haslam had the final say. Right. Do uh, you think Stefanski wanted him? Yes. I think I think Stefanski. I think they all. Do you think Stefanski was done with Baker? Or Oh, I think. Yeah. I mean, it, it was. I thought Baker was done after that Pittsburgh game. And then by the time we got to the combine, everybody was kind of recommitting to it because they didn't have better options. Right. right. Yeah. But I, it definitely felt like. Whether they move on from Baker now or later, it was, it, coming. It was, it was coming. It was right. coming. Jake, I, I think this the scary part for me is it boils down to this. I think it's, you know, when Steph Curry got rolling um, and the Cavs were doing their thing, the Cavs started tooling their team to say, we got to play the death lineup. We need to figure out the way to beat that team. We know what LeBron got. We know what Kyrie got. And we know we got two of the best. And nobody else can beat us but them, so we'll figure it out. My problem is... Somebody, a fan, asks us in the next five years, where do you see each team? And my problem for the Browns is I know for the next five to ten years, if you want to go to a Super Bowl, you got to beat two out of the three. You got to either beat Mahomes and Burrow or Allen or some combination. You got to be at least two just to You got to just beat two, and then you got to go see. that. To me, I don't know if they have the, the, the resources, Unless he turns out to be Andy Reid, he goes to another level where he's McVay and he can scheme open, or Andrew Barry hits on four to five guys who are now all pro fourth mm-hmm. round, all pro sixth round. Mm-hmm. A guy you got that some off a trash heap and he turned into something. Right, somebody know how to pick the best. I mean, is that fruits, is right. that a way to do it? Can they do it with their front office and coaching staff? Because I don't know if they have the resources to beat two out of three to go Super Bowl. They're, they're, the Browns are unlucky in that their time, their window, came at a time where a bunch of other windows started to pop open around the AFC. Yep. And you had all these, like, this run on unbelievable – I mean, this is the best the AFC's had at oh, quarterback yeah, yeah, no ever. Problem. I think in my lifetime. Yeah. I like, I ever. can't remember a time where there are more talented quarterbacks. And, you know, if the Browns were in the NFC, think how different everything oh would God. look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I you were talking about the – like, a Thunder fan – who was going through the same thing in 2016? Right. The Thunder were going to win titles or at least play the Cavs for them if it weren't for the Warriors. Yes, you know, and then you had this, right. you know, this. generational team that came up out of nowhere and like nobody could beat them, and and then you know sometimes the luck you you don't you're going to have to have some luck swing your way mm-hmm. uh, because it's going to be tough. I mean, the AFC is not going anywhere. These guys are, yeah. you know, Joe Burrow. This has been the Herbert. most. I mean, they're all in the their early 20s. Un- you got to win the most two. Lucky franchise, I think, since the return of the Browns. <laughs> I mean, I had never seen it, but it would be buzzer's <laughs> luck. Amazing. I mean, this is a buzzer's luck. I mean, nothing seems to go right. Okay, let, let's wrap it up with this. The right in the beginning of this conversation, you talked about, hey, there should be players stepping up and telling Jadavian Clowney, we ain't having this nonsense, and that's right. The problem is, it seems from our perspective, we've talked about this a lot, that the best players on the Browns are at, at the quiet, very least, they're not local leaders, leaders right? Yeah. Like, they don't have that ass kicker on the team who's going to, like a T.J. Watt, like a Joe Burrow, who's going to grab the other guys and say, what the f- are you doing? Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, great players. They don't Amari seem to be Cooper, that type of guy. They're not that type of guy. Do they have anybody like that? 
not not on the defensive side. Yeah. Um, you know, John Johnson talks, but I think it, it's hard he when talks. you're not playing well <laughs> yeah. and being that guy. Like they really, in an ideal world, you'd want Miles to be that guy. But right. Miles, you know, in, in a defensive Miles. When he was drafted by the Browns, like there was nobody showing him how to be that guy. There no. was nobody who was on the defense that, you know, nobody. He was instantly the best player on the team. And then you, you, you add in the, that his personality is not to not, be that, that, that type right, of guy. Right. right. Uh, and I, I couldn't believe how much they missed Anthony Walker on and off the field. Like yeah. that injury, when it happened, I was like, oh, they'll, you know, right. He's not that great of a player. They'll be right. fine. They've got other right. linebackers. And it was. A catastrophic injury for them in hindsight because he Anthony Walker was a guy that people listened to. Yeah. And he was a pretty good player on the field for what they needed. Is Miles Garrett or Nick Chubb or even Batonio, are these guys frustrated? Like did any of them want out? I haven't heard that. No. Okay. No, I don't I don't think we're to that to that point. You would understand why they sure. would feel frustrated. I mean, yeah. I think uh there have been times where like Batonio's been frustrated. Um, just by some of the nonsense he's had to deal with over yeah. the years, uh, especially in the locker room. Yeah. But um, no, I think I think everybody's committed to making yeah. this work. It's not like you know people are trying to bail out, but they got the work cut out for them. Do the players believe in Stefanski? Do you believe? I think Deshaun Watson does, which That's is the most important, important part. Oh, he okay. is he is all in on Stefanski. Now the moment yeah. he's not, Kevin's going to be in trouble. Yeah, but. Uh, Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski have a pretty good rapport. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that gives you so at least the, some optimism. What's the plan for, so, for Watson this offseason? What is the deal? He's staying here in Cleveland? He's going to be here. So, like, I think they'll have, uh, you know, they, I don't know if he's going to go to the Bahamas again, but I'm sure they'll have some kind of trip. Yeah, right. um, you know, he's going to get together with Amari and throw. Uh, he's going to be here some. He's got a civil trial coming up in Houston, so yeah. he's going to have that. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be another eventful uh, offseason, it looks like, for the Browns. Jake, great stuff. We really appreciate, appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Time awesome, man. Awesome. Jake, Excellent you, insight man. from Jake Trotter of ESPN. Man, uh, Mikey, what do you got for us? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.